1: To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible
2: teacher, Tom Cantor. God used Ezekiel and Ezekiel's life to be a sermon to Israel. When God told Ezekiel some very hard words, equally as hard as go marry an active prostitute." And that's happened in Ezekiel 24:15. Ezekiel 24:15 I'm going to read it for you. very tough words for Ezekiel. Also the word of the Lord came unto me saying, "Son of man, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke, yet neither shalt thou mourn nor weep." Neither shall thy tears run down, forbear to cry. Make no mourning for the death. Bind the tire on thy head upon thee. Put on thy shoes upon thy feet. Cover not thy lips. Eat not the bread of men. So I spake unto the people in the morning, and at evening my wife died. And I did in the morning as I was commanded. And the people said unto me, Wilt thou not tell us what these things are to us, that thou doest so? Then I answered them, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Speak unto the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God. Behold, I will profane my sanctuary, the excellency of your strength, the desire of your eyes, that which your soul pitieth, your sons, your daughters, whom I have left, shall fall by the sword. Just as Hosea's life became a God sermon, became a sermon from God to Israel, the word of the Lord came unto Hosea. As we said in verse 2, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea, The Lord said to Hosea, go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms, children of whoredoms. The land hath created, committed great whoredom, departed from the Lord. Just as that happened to Hosea, that happened to Ezekiel. Ezekiel's life became a sermon, God's sermon, when the word of the Lord came unto him. And at Ezekiel 24, 15, the word of the Lord said unto me, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke, yet neither shalt thou mourn nor weep. When the word of the Lord came to Hosea and told him to marry an active prostitute, the word of the Lord also, another time, came to Ezekiel, and God told Ezekiel, I'm gonna take away your wife, Ezekiel. That meant so much to you. I know that means that woman means a lot to you, your wife. He calls her in, in Ezekiel 24:16, God calls her the desire of thine eyes. And God told Ezekiel that he was going to lose his wife suddenly with a stroke. Not a prolonged disease, but she's going to die with a sudden stroke. And God commanded Ezekiel that he was not to mourn for his wife. He was not to cry for his wife. He was not to let the tears run down his face for his wife. He was not to shed one tear for his wife. He was not to grieve for her, God told him. Ezekiel 24, 16, 24, 16, Son of man, behold, I take away from me the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. Neither shalt thou mourn nor weep, neither shall thy tears run down, forbear to cry. Make no mourning for the dead. This is what God told Ezekiel would happen to his wife. And this is what Ezekiel was to do. And that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what Ezekiel did. Ezekiel suddenly lost his wife. And he didn't shed one tear for her. Verse uh, Ezekiel 24:18. So I spake unto the people in the morning, and at evening my wife died, and I did in the morning as I was commanded. So God concluded his sermon to Israel from the loss of Ezekiel's wife as Israel watched the prophet Ezekiel suddenly lose his wife and then not shed a tear for her. And Israel didn't know, they didn't understand, what's the meaning of this? They didn't get the sermon. And so they came to Ezekiel in verse 19, Ezekiel 24, 19. And the people said unto me, Wilt thou not tell us what these things are to us? Israel came to Ezekiel. Ezekiel, we know that God is speaking to us by this sudden death of your wife and by your refusal to shed a tear. So will you tell us what this is all about, what this means for us? And then Ezekiel explained. Ezekiel explained the meaning of his life sermon from the loss of his wife. He explained the message of the sermon from the loss of Ezekiel's wife. Ezekiel had what must have been a stunningly beautiful wife. Ezekiel loved his beautiful wife so very much. Ezekiel depended greatly on his beautiful wife to make him happy in life, just as Israel had a beautiful Lord, a beautiful Lord God that Israel loved very much. And Ezekiel would start off his day by seeing his beautiful wife. It was so wonderful for Ezekiel to wake up in the morning, see her, and during the morning, that God called this sight of his beautiful wife to Ezekiel, the desire of thine eyes. God knew and Ezekiel would be so happy to see her in the morning before he left for work. And that morning time that Ezekiel would spend with his wife was so wonderful that by the time Ezekiel left his house, there was a glow in his heart. There's a glow in Ezekiel's heart that stayed with him all through the day. It was a memory of the time, that morning, that Ezekiel spent with his beautiful wife. And at the end of the day, it was the expectation, I get to go home, see my beautiful wife, the desire in my eyes. After a hard day's work, Ezekiel returns home to his wife, the desire of his eyes, and all throughout the day he's got a smile on his face. Someone comes to him and says, "You know, well, why are you smiling?" "You know, because this morning, before I left home, I spent time with my beautiful wife. At the end of the day, end of a hard day, he's got a smile on his, house, on his face. There, he said, "Why are you smiling? Because I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to be with my beautiful wife." This beautiful wife was a glow in Ezekiel's heart. It was the glow that he spent time with her. It was the secret that Ezekiel had of this happiness inside of him. They had a happy home life. Just as Ezekiel had a beautiful wife and Israel had a beautiful God, just as Ezekiel loved to spend time with his beautiful wife before or after work, so Israel loved to spend time with the beautiful God of Israel. Just as the first thought in the morning when Ezekiel woke up, says, ah, oh, where is she? i got to see her. The desire of my eyes. So it was with Israel. Their first snappy thought in the morning was that, oh, I get to spend time with my beautiful Jehovah Jesus. And just as Ezekiel's wife was called the desire of his eyes, so it, is, so it was for Israel in Psalm seventy-three twenty-five. Psalm 73, 25. Whom have I in heaven? There are but thee there's none upon earth that I desire beside thee And just as Ezekiel would leave home with that smile on his face I spent time the people would leave home in Israel smile on their face. I spent time with God in the morning. I had a morning quiet time with God it makes me so happy it gives me a glow throughout the day from the time I spent with my wonderful God and just as a, and they had the day the glow all day long. Just as Ezekiel ran home to see his beautiful wife again, Israel runs home, spend their evening quiet time with God. And this picture of Ezekiel with the glow in his heart, seeing his beautiful wife in the morning before work, in the evening, spending time. This picture, Ezekiel with this wonderful relationship with his wife, that's what Israel had. Israel had this wonderful relationship with Jehovah Jesus and just as with Ezekiel, you said to Ezekiel, what's the happiest time of your life? Ah, the time I spent with my beautiful wife. That's the happiest time of my life. So it was. Ezekiel's first love. So the time used to be when, they, when, when, when for Israel, most wonderful time in their life, the happiest time in their life is the time they spent with their God. That's what God was to them. Israel's first love. All that's true of our lives too. Should be. God, our first love. Jesus, our first love. Time we spend with him, happiest time of life. But then, great tragedy happened for Israel. Israel walked away from God. They chose idols instead of God. Don't think of an idol as just some statue or stone. Idol is anything that's loved more than God. Relationship can be an idol. Money can be an idol. But Israel's catastrophe came when Israel forsook Jehovah Jesus for the gods of the people around them. Israel's disaster came when they left God. And what made the tragedy so bad, so horrible for Israel, is that they did it all of a sudden. They walked away from God. And when they left God, they didn't shed a single tear. What made the catastrophe so bad for Israel is that when Israel quickly said to God, bye-bye, God, bye-bye. They had no grief, no mourning over losing God. They left God and it didn't, and they couldn't care less. It didn't bother them at all. And this nonchalant attitude over Israel, leaving their beautiful relationship with God, was the sermon that God wanted to preach to Israel from the life of Ezekiel. It was that I don't care attitude that Israel had when they left the Lord, that God wanted to illustrate through the life of Ezekiel. It was Israel's no tear, no grief, no mourning over losing God that God wanted to show Israel in the life of Ezekiel. So how did God make this sermon? How did God make Ezekiel's life a sermon? To show Israel the awfulness of them walking away with God, the suddenness Of them leaving God? The the nonchalant attitude? Well, first, to show Israel how Israel suddenly lost God, how they suddenly walked away from God, God made Ezekiel's beautiful wife to die suddenly with a stroke. Second, to show Israel how Israel didn't care when they lost God. They showed no grief when they lost God. They didn't mourn. They didn't shed a tear. God commanded Ezekiel, when you lose your wife, you are not to shed one tear. You are not to mourn. You are not to have any grief. And that's how God used Ezekiel in his life as a sermon to Israel. God was Israel's first love. Then Israel walked away from God. Israel was not sad at all over it, just like today. Just like today, people say, oh, God's dead, God's not dead. God hasn't died. What has died is the person's love for God. And instead of a person saying that God is dead, they should say, my love for God is dead. Such a tragedy today when people, without feeling any hurt, they lose God. They go go to university campus. They hear some, uh, in the beginning there was nothing, and nothing exploded, and we have the perfect universe, so there is no God. Oh, there is no God. Okay. You lost God. You lost your faith in camp. Does it bother you? Not really. This is how God made Ezekiel's life a sermon. A sermon. So now Hosea takes this woman, Gomer, for his wife. Verse 3 and 4, Hosea 1. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Debline. She conceives. Don't know who the father is, doesn't matter. Bears a son, and the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel. God had a specific name that He wanted Hosea's firstborn, that He was to take, that He was to love, firstborn to be named, and it's the name Jezreel. That's how we say it. In Hebrew, you'd say Yitzriel, Yitz Yitzriel. You know what that sounds very close to? Yisrael, Yisrael, Yitzriel, Jezreel, Yisrael, Israel. Very similar, sounds very similar. God is gonna preach another sermon now through the names of the children that Hosea's got there. And the first child is called Jezreel. Jezreel means God will scatter. That's the meaning of the word. God will scatter. Israel is scatter. Y is God. God will scatter. imagine how this was for Israel? that every time they called that baby, that boy's name, they, they, or they heard his name, what they heard was, God will scatter. Hey, God will scatter. Can you come over here? Can you clean up this over here, please? God will scatter. That was the message. That was a continual warning that God was giving to Israel. You're going to get judged for sin. Just think how it would be today if you had a, a child like that. The name Jezreel, it's a terrible name. It's a terrible name because it's talking about how God's going to scatter, how God's going to make happen the great diaspora that's predicted. Now, all this is very depressing, very sad, except that God says also in Jeremiah 31.10, Jeremiah 31.10, Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him. And keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Shepherd does his flock. He's going to gather Israel back. This was told to, to Jacob told this to Judah, his son, on his deathbed. When Jacob said in Genesis 49.10, Genesis 49.10, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Gathering, very important for Jewish people. Jewish people scattered everywhere. Supposed to be in one place, scattered throughout the whole world, everywhere. Jews everywhere. China, Jews. India, Jews. Probably in Antarctica, Jews, I don't know. But you see the Jewish people now, and they're coming back to Israel. What a thrill to see that. Aliyah, which means come up higher. They're coming up, Israel. They're coming from all the nations. They're coming from the Jezreel. They're coming from the God who's scattered, from the diaspora. They gather in the airports. They gather in the airports of Mexico City recently. They gather in the airports of San Francisco, even during the pandemic. They gather. They assemble together. They sing their songs David, Melach Israel, Kai, Kai, Vikayom. David, David, live forever. Havinu Shalom Aleichem. We welcome you. They leave the plane. They kiss the ground of Israel. Well, what are they gathering to? What are they gathering to? Like in Mexico City, what are they gathering to so they go there? There's something have in Mexico. We don't have so much here. I don't know. Maybe we do. I don't know. But in Ducati, in our company, Scandibody is Ducati. And all the places. We have several places in the parking lot where you have a big circle painted and an arrow. That's the gathering point. During a fire, during an earthquake, that's the point where people gather. That's the point where you, you flee to and you figure out if anybody left in the building. People, there's the a fire, people in the building, they run to this gathering point where they can be counted. But our focus in this example is on really three elements. The fire, the people, and the gathering point. The people fleeing the building in an event of a fire are symbolic of the Jewish people. And the fire in the building and the building fleeing is, is symbolic of the persecutions of the Jewish people, like the Holocaust extermination of the Jews in Nazi Germany, like the pogroms killing of the Jews in Russia, the Inquisition executions of the Jews in Spain, the fatal stabbings now of the Jews in France, the drowning of the Jewish babies in Egypt, the slaughter of the Jews by Roman Titus, the uh, the elimination of the infidels by the Islamics. Uh, should there be a fire in the building? There's a running out to the gathering point, the parking lot, persecution of the Jews all the running out, and the gathering point today is Israel but the, but the Jews, as they gather to this point in Israel, they look at each other and they say, "What do we have in common you're you're an Arab jew you're well, you're from Iran, Iraq, and I'm from Paris, you know or uh where, where are you from? You're from Mexico? You're from Tijuana? Yeah. Anyway, how are they all linked together? They don't speak the same language. So A lot of them don't even look the same. How? For one thing, they're all persecuted. They're all, they're all, they, they, they say, we're all Jewish. We love the land of Israel. The gathering point right now is just a land, but the gathering point is going to change Because there's coming a day when the gathering point will not be a land of Israel, but the gathering point will be Shiloh. Genesis 49.10. Genesis 49.10. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. And when that happens, then Jeremiah 31.10 will happen. He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. When it changes from the land of Israel the Jews fleeing to to the Lord Jesus then the words of the Lord Jesus will be fulfilled in John 11:52 John 11:52 he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad Gomer is the wife she's wasted there's no indication that Gomer repented of her adulteries she's wasted and and symbolic of the Jewish people living in the time of the Lord Jesus, and they had the greatest opportunity. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand right now. And they wasted it. Gomer. Gomer gives birth to a son. Scattered. God will scatter. Diaspora. That's the first child. Jezreel. Then came another baby. In verse 6. Verse 6, she conceived again. Bear a daughter. God said unto her, him, Call her name loh For I'll no more have mercy on the house of Israel. I'll, I'll utterly take it away. Gomer gives birth to a daughter. Her name's loh Beautiful name because it has the name Ruhama in it, which means beloved. But it has a really bad part in front of it, lo, which means no. So it means no beloved, no mercy. Again, symbolic. Gomer has a third baby. Verse 8 and 9, third baby. Now when she had weaned Lo-Ramah, she conceived and bear a son. Then God said, call his name Lo-Ami. For you're not my people, I will not be your God. Bobby nursed uh, Lo-Ramah for two to three years. That was kind of normal. She gives birth to another son, Lo-Ami. Ami means, am means people, Ami, my people. Lo-Ami, not my people. So this day, this is the day of Gomer. Wasted. This is the day of Jezreel, scattered. This is the day of Lorama, not beloved, not my people. Well, that's not the end of the Jewish people because in verse 11, verse 11, then shall the children of Israel and the children of Israel be gathered together and appoint themselves one head that shall come up out of the land. Great shall be the day, Jezreel. Gomer wasted, Jezreel scattered, Lorama, no mercy, not beloved lo not my people's, not the end. Not the end. Why? Because of Romans 11.1. 1. Romans 11.1, 1. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people which he foreknew. Romans 9.25, Romans 9.25, as he saith also in Hosea, I will call them my people which were not my people and her beloved, which was not beloved. Another wonderful day
1: studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org.